Some happy songs, some snappy dances, costumes and sets, spoofs and romances. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world, but we haven't got the ghosts in there yet. We're out collecting the ghosts. Bravo Centauri, newest of the exciting Centauri series of space stations, offers remarkably rewarding opportunities in Earth support vocations. Come up to Bravo. Space shuttles depart daily. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Just a dream away. W. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 211 for the week of February 27th, 2011. For years, I've spoken about how Walt Disney World offers dining options for every palette, budget, and type of experience one might seek. And one of the most frequently asked questions I receive is about which of these choices are best suited to children and families. So this week, we'll look at just that, the best of the best restaurants for families with young children. Don't have any kids? Don't worry. I think you'll find some options in here that, like Walt Disney World itself, brings out the kid in all of us. I'll have a few announcements, then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 72, your Fiesta flight to Mexico and the ancient pyramids, now departing at gate 19. Disney World is truly an amazing place and one that attracts people from all walks of life for different reasons. To some, it's purely a place for parents to bring their kids, while to many others, it's a spring break destination with friends, a place for couples to get away from it all and enter a world of childlike fantasy, or for others, it's simply the number one honeymoon destination on the planet. And over time, Many people have come to recognize Walt Disney World as a place for individuals and couples without children to visit and enjoy world-class dining, nightlife and entertainment, and experiences that can be found nowhere else. But there's something about taking your child or even visiting with children from your extended family or children of friends that's unlike any other because seeing that wide-eyed expression on their face is truly priceless, and enjoying Walt Disney World through their eyes is what the memories, you know, pardon the, the cliche, are truly made of. And we often talk on the show about introducing you to various dining experiences around the Walt Disney World, as many of them are overlooked by guests. But one of the questions that I'm asked about most often by the relatively infrequent or even first-time visitors, 
sometimes even some of the seasoned veterans, is one of the best restaurants to, in Walt Disney World to take your kids. And while many dining experiences throughout the resort are unparalleled in terms of cuisine, service, atmosphere, and elegance, not everyone is suited for families with young children. So as Walt Disney World is truly the very best in so many ways, today we're going to look at the best of the best restaurants in Walt Disney World for kids. And joining me once again is Chuck Lionberger from the Disney Daddy blog. Chuck, welcome back. Lou, it's great to be back again. So, Chuck, you and I, uh, both we both have kids. I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. How old are your kids? I've got a, a nine-year-old, a ten-year-old, soon to be eleven, and a thirteen-year-old, and they all really love to eat at Walt Disney World. God bless you. <laughs> Between the, uh, you know, because I know you're, my wife. Yeah, you're starting to get into those tough ages. Everybody keeps warning me, oh, just wait till your daughter's thirteen. So, um, and you got, you know, three three more mouths to feed when. They go down to Walt Disney World. And look, you know, I think sometimes that we as adults that are very much foodies, we forget when we're making ADRs for places like Blue Zoo and California Grill and the Yachtsman, etc., that while they're certainly accommodating to kids, they may not be the most fun and conducive environments for the best overall experience. So when we're looking at the best of the best restaurants for kids, uh, I took into consideration things like everything from the location, certainly the theming, the menu, and really the, the overall experience. Because I think eating in Walt Disney World is so much more than just sitting down for a meal. And I think so many of the places there offer an attraction or a show as well as your breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Yeah, you want to make sure that, that there's a location that, that your kids feel comfortable in. I enjoy eating at some of the finer uh, establishments like you know the, the California Grill or going to Yachtsman. But how comfortable do your kids really feel in such a formal place like that? In fact, that's frankly one of the reasons I suspect Disney decided to put a limit on children at Victorian Alberts where uh, I believe it's under the age of 10. They aren't even allowed into to the restaurant. Part of that is to create a more of an adult dining experience, but also that's got to be really hard on you know a 10-year-old or less to be able to sit and, and, and behave in such an adult manner uh, that it's just not comfortable for them. So when you're thinking about a restaurant, uh, especially a sit-down restaurant at Walt Disney World, think about how are your kids going to be. No, uh, you know they shouldn't necessarily be you know just running through the restaurant and going wild. But where are they going to be comfortable? Where are they going to have the most fun and really enjoy the entire dining experience? Because it's not just about eating; it's it's about an entire experience at Walt Disney World. Right, and the word the operative word is fun. And I, as I was going through the restaurants in my mind, I tried to define it in terms of what restaurants are going to be overall most fun for the kids. You know, I think buffets to a certain degree are fun for kids you know they like getting up and making their own plate and doing their own things and certainly there's character and i actually i actually kind of broke my list out into counter service uh, buffets non-character buffets character meals and table service and then sort of even the dinner show because i wanted to make sure i can squeeze as many onto my list as possible because you're right they do offer different experiences and different definitions and levels of fun and i think when we talk about the word best, we put it in in quotes because it's so very subjective. Um, certainly have to take into consideration people's likes and dislikes as far as food is concerned, 
how adventurous they might, they may want to be as far as the menu is. So many factors come into play when you're trying to define something that's the best of the best. So our, our lists are, are certainly not hard and fast ones. They're more like guidelines. Kind of like, kind of like the pirate code as a guideline. Exactly. So, um, I don't. Did you sort of break your list out the same way, or did you sort well, of? Well, I, a- I was kind of thinking about it in, in in terms of location. I was looking at, at particular parks, um, and then also the resorts. So I kind of went at it from a slightly different different approach of of thinking you know, each individual park, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, et cetera, et cetera, and then down to some of the different resorts. Um, so we'll kind of this this will be a mashup. As we go, and and I understand that uh, I have to give uh, ten dollars and fifty cents to Tim since it's uh, top tens and and those types of things for his <laughs> uh, his bailiwick. So I got to pay his royalties. Is that it? Right. Well, so and that's why I sort of didn't make it a, a top ten list because I think for a couple reasons. One, certainly that's the purview of of Tim Foster, but but secondly, it's hard to because there's so many different types of experiences. I didn't want to make it a, a top ten list as opposed oh, yeah, to. This- yeah, this These is, this are is some of the best, yeah. Yeah, this is this is by no means a hard and fast. And, and the, the first rule is what's, what is your tongue like and what are your kids' tongues like? Everybody's dining preferences are vastly different. Some people are huge into seafood and they could – they just eat seafood – left, right, and center, while other people are thinking fish, blah, I don't even want to come anywhere near fish. Well, that's going to completely change some of the opportunities and some of the, the best places to go when it comes to, to dining even with kids. So take some of, of, of the suggestions with a little bit of a grain of salt in the fact that you've got to keep in mind what you and what your kids' preferences are. Um, yes, you can have the opportunity to extend and expand their culinary palates, um, but you know, is Walt Disney World the place to, to necessarily do that, or is this the place really to, to let your kids have fun and, and be kids? I, uh, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's about having fun, and I think it gives you, you know, you're, you're on vacation, you're on an adventure. It's, it is that opportunity to try something new. You know, maybe everybody's not quite ready for restaurant Marrakesh just yet, but, you know, if you feel like being adventurous and you have kids that are willing to try something new, uh, I think there's great opportunity there. So uh, go ahead, start going through your list, and maybe yeah, start off with the Magic sure. Kingdom. And obviously, and- as I say, the Magic Kingdom is is kind of the top. And when I think about dining with kids uh, in Walt Disney World, there's there's two places that that jump right off to the front, and uh, the first and foremost to that is the Crystal Palace. Um, it is probably the most popular. Um, possibly aside from my other suggestion, which is Cinderella's Royal Table. They are probably the two most popular dining locations when it comes to um, to kids, and they're both character. Uh, Crystal Palace features uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Piglet, Tigger, um, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, this is a great place, especially for the younger kids who are much more into or who might be much more into to Pooh and the Pooh characters, uh, especially with the new movie getting ready to come out shortly. Um, you know, the, the interest in Pooh is going to jump up dramatically yet again. And Crystal Palace offers a fantastic way to uh, let kids have some fun, meet characters. It's bright. It's open. It is a buffet with a lot on the menu. It it's offers breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, at a fairly reasonable price. Um, you know, prices these days... Are a little higher than than before, but you know, uh, for the most part, they're not too bad. Uh, breakfast is going to run for an adult somewhere around twenty twenty one dollars. Um, 
and then lunch around 23, 24, although again, prices may be adjusting. Dinner for adults is around 32 to, to 35. For the kids, breakfast is around the $12, $13 range, lunch 13 to 14, and, and dinner 15, 16, maybe 17. Uh, just check ahead uh, before you, you make your bookings and so you can get an idea of what the, the most accurate price is. And also understand that, and this applies for many restaurants and especially the buffet restaurants, depending on when you go, the prices will change. If you're going during uh, peak times of year or during holidays, Disney may add a holiday surcharge onto uh, that particular meal. So it might be a, a few dollars more. So just something to keep in mind as you're making bookings. Another benefit, of course, in the Magic Kingdom is Cinderella's Royal, Royal Table. Where else, I mean, especially for, for the young ladies and the young princesses out there, where else but eating inside Cinderella Castle? It is, it is a wonderful experience, something I encourage everybody at Walt Disney World to do at least once. Is it expensive? Yes. Cinderella's Royal Table is a, a pretty expensive meal, but for what you get, it's not that bad. If you think about it, um, for adults, uh, it runs around $32 or so for breakfast. Um, lunch and dinner uh, are around um, almost $60. For kids, $22, $23 for, for breakfast and around $34, $35 or so uh, for dinner. Now, with that, not only do you get uh, a plated meal, breakfast and dinner, but you also get an included photo op with Cinderella, and the, the pictures come with the meal. So while at other places uh, and other character dinners, you, you have the opportunity to purchase that, with Cinderella Table, it comes with the meal, so it is, it is included. Uh, there are also some other uh, giveaways that kids get. Uh, boys uh, often will get uh, a, a toy sword, while the, the young princesses will get, uh, get a wand. So there's other things like that that come with it. Um, both are wonderful meals to go to and I think really are kind of the hallmark uh, in the Magic Kingdom of dining and, and dining with magic. Both also offer a fantastic opportunity in just being in the Magic Kingdom. Some people don't know that you can actually make a dining reservation, especially for breakfast, before the park opens, which means you can get into the park before the park opens opens. Now, none of the rides will be running or anything like that, but just think about the ability to walk down Main Street when no one else is there. That alone is worth getting up at 7 in the morning to make an 8 a.m. breakfast. Right. <laughs> now, I, I'll tell you that both of these made it onto my list, not necessarily on the top in each uh, category. I did have Crystal Palace as one of the best character meals, um, certainly one of the best buffets for all the reasons that you gave. I love the fact that the kids have their own little loose size, little buffet area where they can go and, and get their own plates of food. Right. I love the fact that they have not just the characters coming around, but they have the parade and kids love getting up and marching in the mm -hmm. parade and feeling like they are part of the show. I think Cinderella's Royal Table is one of those experiences that has the very high even before you get in, wow factor. You know, you have a little girl and you want to sort of really blow her away and you're, you're walking down Main Street and you tell her you're going to eat in the castle or you surprise her, take her to the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, doll her up, you know, to be her favorite princess and then take her inside the castle to eat. You can really have a lot of fun 
with that experience, forgetting what's on the menu because it almost doesn't matter at that point. It's that experience that you are going to give your child. Now, I'll tell you, Chuck, that the one that I had on my list from the Magic Kingdom actually made it to the top of my counter service restaurants as far as one of the best of the best places to take your kids. And believe it or not, it's Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. And again, really? the, well, the reason why is this. Certainly, again, it's it's burgers, it's pork sandwiches, it's chicken sandwiches, salads. There's a, a variety of things that you can get from the bays. But again, I'm talking about places where your kids are going to have fun. And you bring them into the lower level dining area, sit down there where they can watch and listen to Sunny Eclipse, Eclipse singing, telling jokes. He plays his keyboard. Kids can get up. There's a place that they can dance in front of the stage if they want to. You're taking sort of a very, you know, normally you kind of get counter service for lunch. You sit down, you eat, you move along. The kids who are always bottled up full of energy, they can eat, they can dance. Mom and dad can sort of sit on the side, maybe take a little bit more time while they're eating. Um, help them burn off, but it gives them something else to do. You know, kids always have to be occupied, especially younger kids with something. Having that show going on in front of them where you don't have to make a reservation, it's not important necessarily where you sit or what time you go because it goes or plays throughout the day. He's funny, he's campy, he's all these different things. Uh, my kids still enjoy going to watch him. So for them, and I think especially for some of the younger kids, Cosmic Rays, again, not necessarily for the food, although I do love my fixings bar and cheese, um, is is a is one of the I think the best counter service restaurants uh, to take kids for that that fun dining experience. Cosmic Rays is a lot of fun, and and watching uh, Sunny Clips is is a really cool uh, extra little bit that that's included. It's being able to watch kind of a mini attraction without having to go wait in line for the rides or anything like that, uh, and. Casa Grace does offer a huge variety, three entire bays uh, worth of, of different food. It's also a very popular place uh, as far as counter service. So uh, if you plan to, especially in a, <clears throat> over a summer or a busier time of year, if you plan to, be, to go there, be prepared for some lines, uh, especially you know, right at the, the traditional lunchtime hour uh, because Casa Grace is really popular. You know, in, in the counter service, the top of my list actually went over to my kids' hands-down favorite, and that's the Columbia Harbor House. And one of the reasons for that is, in many respects, it's the value. Uh, my kids are a, a, an enormous fan of the classic chicken nugget. Uh, I think like 99.9% .9 of other kids, you know, chicken nuggets, <clears throat> chicken nuggets really rule. At the Columbia Harbor House, they actually offer a pretty big, pretty decent value that you can get uh, an entree of, of chicken nuggets, and it comes with like eight or so or something like that. Um, and a lot of times what we will do is get one order of that, and two kids will split it because the nuggets are huge, and there's a lot of them. So it's a lot of times something that we do. They also offer fried shrimp there. And I, I know you would think at first, you know, fried shrimp, counter service, I'm not so sure about this, but actually it's really good. The fried shrimp at, uh, at Columbia Harbor House is actually very good. Uh, in, after immediately following the 2010 
half marathon. I just run 13.1 miles and then felt like I walked another 10 miles to get back to the <laughs> monorail to, from Epcot to get back up to the Magic Kingdom. I go and I meet the whole family and we sit down at Columbia Harbor House and I'm having fried shrimp of all things. But it was really, really good. Um, so we really enjoy Columbia Harbor House. Uh, and I do have to give, I'm going to pull a Lou and do an honorable mention here, of, of Pecos Bills. I mean, the, you talk about my fixins bar. You can't go wrong with the fixins bar at Pecos Bills. Grilled mushrooms and grilled onions. Oh, I'm just getting hungry thinking about it, Pecos it goes Bills. Sayings. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, for any kid who was who was a hamburger fan, you can't find any better hamburger in the Magic Kingdom than Pecos Bills. I, I'm with you, brother. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah, but so, you know, as as we wrap up the Magic Kingdom, though, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Main Street Confectionery. <laughs> I don't know. Enough said. You know, going and just being able to to see all of the sweets at the confectionery and the bakery, you know, kind of the two uh, as one. Yeah, there's something always special about the confectionery and bakery, and kids, you know, love those uh, Mickey Rice Krispie treats. Um, and I, also, I left it off my list because I don't normally take my kids there for lunch. But, I, but I'm with well, it. you know, <laughs> hey, dessert dessert first, there, buddy. Right, it's true. <laughs> So moving on, I guess let's uh, head down the monorail to Epcot. What you say? Sounds good. All righty. Um, in Epcot, you know, for kids, there's there's two places, and I'm going to start with with the table services. There's two places that really uh, jump to the to the front of my mind. The first, uh, we're doing another character, um, and that's the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall. A beautiful restaurant. This is a plated meal, and it features tons of princesses. If you're not able to get Cinderella's Royal Table or you don't frankly want to spend that much for Cinderella's Royal Table, I highly recommend uh, making a reservation at Akershus. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful restaurant. It is Norwegian dining and I actually, it, it sounds awful, but I highly recommend the Norwegian meat cake. It's called Kotkake and I highly recommend it. It's so, so good. Uh, the kids really enjoy the um, the various chicken that's there. They have a, a nice selection for kids. The other uh, counter or the other table service restaurant I highly recommend uh, is a little bit different, and this really comes into the whole environment uh, aspect. And that's over in Future World, over by the Seas with Nemo. And uh, going and, and enjoying a uh, sitting down and being able to to see the uh, the, the special um, aquarium that is uh, associated with uh, with the, the restaurant. It is such a, a neat experience because you're going to be able to see the um, see the fish and see everything over at the coral reef. Uh, restaurant that you, you can't see anywhere else. It's exclusive, really, to the Coral Reef that you get to be able, if you're lucky, you have a table that you're literally sitting down and there's a there's the, the aquarium tank right next to you and you're able to, to watch the fish and, and, and what they do um, all throughout your, your dinner. Uh, or You could watch your dinner swim right by. Uh, you could watch your dinner <laughs> swim right by. Uh, you can't take the rod and reel and throw in the water and catch dinner. Um, Generally, they won't, won't accept they that. They frown on that, watch, right. You could watch somebody else's dinner swim right by. Um, 
But it's a it's such a neat experience to sit down at the coral reef. And this is one place where I'll give a little tip. Um, remember I talked about before about different palates and some people liking things like seafood and other people not. Certain times of the year, and I'm specifically thinking about Thanksgiving, the restaurants around Walt Disney World will change their menu to more of a traditional Thanksgiving meal. And this is something we did one time where we went to some different restaurants because they offered a little bit more of a traditional Thanksgiving meal. So we were able to experience the restaurant while not necessarily enjoying the food that the kids weren't really a big fan of. And Coral Reef does that, and that's an excellent opportunity to be able to experience the restaurant like Coral Reef, even if you know you guys are not uh, you know big seafood fans. So those are two you know in the uh, in the table service that I highly recommend would be Coral Reef and also uh, Akershus. There's a lot of wonderful wonderful restaurants uh, in Epcot. Those are the those are the top ones that I recommend for kids. Now, see, I, I knew I liked you, Lionberger, because I had both of those on my list. I had yeah. uh, I had a coral reef on there certainly as a as a table service restaurant, and I also had as a character meal uh, Norway because I think and I like Norway a lot for a variety of reasons. Number one, I actually think it's a it's a pretty good value in terms of what you get with the buffet. I think it's a great opportunity character meal wise if your daughter or son is interested in the Disney princesses. This is where you need to go to see Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Snow White, Aurora, Mulan, sometimes Mary Poppins. Every now and then you might get a little Cinderella making a special appearance there. So it's a great venue to see princesses. I think it's also a great, I think the interior space is so very well themed and you can have fun with your kids in there as well. I also think it's one of these places, and this is something I was going to mention at the end, where you say, Yikes, Norwegian Viking food. There's no way that my kids will eat any or I'll eat anything on the menu. And it very much is not the case. Um, certainly breakfast is is very basic. But when you look at the entrees for the lunch and dinner menu, uh, you can't let yourself be scared of the things that are on there because it's not anything so exotic that you are not going to like it. I mean, there's salmon, there's chicken, like you said, the the... The dumplings are there. There's venison on there, but there's also pastas and chickens and meats and other fishes and whatnot. So you have an opportunity if you want to be a little bit more adventurous, but necessarily you don't have to be. And I think uh, that, again, especially if you have little girls, I, I think Akershus has to be very, very high on your list. There was one more that I had uh, in Epcot. And it's certainly, like you said, World Showcase is full of great dining experiences, but as far as kids are concerned, uh, again, one in the buffet category was the beer garden over in Germany. Um, this is one, again, a good value, especially if you have kids ages three to nine. Lunch is $13.99. Dinner is $16.99. There is a ton to choose from. There's chicken, pork, potatoes, uh, different types of bratwursts and, and delicious pretzel breads and things like that. But again, this is where you've got that sort of family-style dining, and you've got the show as well that goes on in front of you, and it's a lot of fun for, I think, adults and kids. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that we probably ought to, to mention, uh, when we're talking about kids at Walt Disney World, a kid in Disney's eyes is, is anyone aged nine or under. 
as soon as, and much to my chagrin, a, uh, a child turns 10 or older, they officially are an adult. Now, does that mean they necessarily have to order from the adult menu? No. Disney and the, and the servers are, are wonderful to work with, that they'll let uh, an older child order from the kids' menu. Um, there might be an adult upcharge or something like that, but they will let, you, let, let a child or a young adult um, order from the from the adult or from the, the kids menu uh, with without a problem. Um, one quick warning about Akershus, uh, again, much to my boys' chagrins, watch out for the kissing princesses. Um, <laughs> Snow White, I think, was the one who was the most uh, uh, prevalent to do this. The Snow White, for some reason, really likes her lipstick, and so she loads right up and then smacks a great big old pucker on cheek or forehead of a uh, unsuspecting little boy. Uh, makes for wonderful photo opportunities that can be used uh, later on to embarrass uh, children during wedding rehearsal yeah, tell, all these yeah, kind of things. <clears throat> when they're uh, when they're forty two, they're going to be wishing Snow White would lean over and kiss them. No believe kidding, me. that's right. Um, but I've got uh, wonderful photos of both my boys um, with big old pucker marks, uh, either on cheek or forehead, uh, courtesy of Snow White. So uh, both are wonderful places. When it comes to counter service at Epcot, you know, I again, food Epcot, you can't go wrong pretty much anywhere you go. Um, but one of the places to me that popped right on the, on the top, especially when you're thinking about kids, kids need a lot of variety, especially if you have multiple kids. Like in my case, I've got three kids. And if, if I can find one place for them to eat, you know, where it's one place and it'll, it'll apply, it'll, it'll meet all of their needs. Um, I'm building a house there because rarely do they ever agree on something, but Sunshine Seasons Mm -hmm. is a fantastic counter service opportunity uh, in Epcot's future world. A lot of different offers and a lot of variety of, of foods that are presented at Sunshine Seasons and very good all in one place. So that's a, a great place to help parents to find places for their kids to, to have a counter service meal and not have to, well, you go over to uh, you know, one particular restaurant while you know, somebody else runs over here uh, and does something else. An honorable mention, though, I gotta throw out there just because I like it. It's so cool. Uh, is the Garden Grill? Now, I hate the fact that it's no longer a lunch; it's only dinner. But it is another character meal. But you're sitting up on a rotating restaurant, and you overlook the uh, scenes portion, the first half of Living with the Land, and it's just a really, really cool environment uh, to watch uh, as you go along, and and always such a fun bit. Yeah, and when you talk about cool environments, the one that I sort of would, would add on to an honorable mention list would be the San Angel Inn. Uh, there's something that oh, I yeah. think we all like. <clears throat> excuse me. And again, depending on your kids' ages and interests and things like that, there's something that people are just were fascinated by about going inside in the middle of the summer and it turning to night and sitting by the water and looking at the pyramid. Uh, it's a great environment. You know, if your kids are, uh, depending on their ages, they have cheese quesadillas and beef tacos. You can also get chicken tenders, so you don't have to worry about the menu per se for your kids. Uh, the same thing for adults, too. I think the the food at San Angel, and we did a, a live review on the show mm-hmm. a few months ago, is great. But again, talking about that themed environment, you have to include San Angel. Oh, without a doubt. And actually, I was just down in the world over the holidays and add on top the holiday decorations that they do just inside the whole Mexico Pavilion, which personally I think is one of the, one of the best holiday decorated pavilions 
um, especially for the, for all the beauty that they have inside, and the lights and, and garland. Oh, it's so beautiful. Now go eat in the middle of all of that with the, the volcano projection and all of that uh, going as well. Really, really beautiful. I'm with you. Let's move over to Disney's Hollywood Studios and see see if our lists for the, the restaurants here coincide. Yeah. Okay. For kids, and again, kids are about a lot of times about environment and about fun. Um, but also this is Hollywood Studios also provides one opportunity where you really can can get down to some of the younger kids, and I'm thinking preschool age, that you really get to to the things that they're truly, truly into. Um, yes, everybody likes characters and, and, and all that, but to be able to go to the Hollywood and Vine and go see some of those Disney Junior uh, characters, that's, that is so cool for the kids. And they'd be able to they'd not just be able to parade around, but they actually get up and dance with the different characters several times it's like every half hour or so throughout the restaurant. It's another buffet meal. And uh, the characters are only available during breakfast and during lunchtime. Hollywood invite to me for your preschooler, top of the list, with, yeah. without a doubt. Second would be the sci-fi dine-in. Um, you know, Lou, you just did a, a, a very great uh, whole DSI on the sci-fi, so I don't know that I necessarily need to get to a ton of detail about the sci-fi. But for kids, so much fun to literally go and, and watch old movies uh, and enjoy everything that about Sci-fi, and, and again, just like uh, over at uh, San Angel, you're inside eating in the dark, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'm completely with you on both of those. I think that they, you're right, they do appeal to different generations of kids. A few years ago, I took my son and daughter to play and dine at Hollywood Vine, and to watch my son's reaction when Goliath and Jojo and Leo came out, the kid lost his mind. He yeah. lost, and they got up, and and he couldn't believe that he was dancing with Goliath. Who would see? And I, you know, I I teared up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm comfortable enough in my manhood to say I teared up at breakfast watching my kids' reaction to the characters and getting up and singing and dancing. And that's one of those memories that I was able to capture on video, and we'll look back on years later. Uh, and I think too, the. The food at Hollywood and Vine, I think it's a huge buffet, and there's a lot of variety to choose from. So for the meal itself, I think is actually very good as well. Sci-Fi Don, and you're right, we've talked about it on the show as far as that, probably one of the best Imagineer-themed environments of any restaurant in Walt Disney World kids and adults alike get that thrill because you're sitting in the car and you're watching the monster movies and there's servers going by on roller skates and things like that. Uh, it's more about the experience than it is the food, although I am going to do a, a review of the food because I think it sort of has a, a bad rap that it might not necessarily deserve. But again, you're talking about a place to enjoy the environment. You could make an argument depending on how old uh, your kids are that they might enjoy something like sci-fi even more so than maybe some of the older people might enjoy something like 50s Primetime Cafe. Yeah, 50s Primetime is one of those. It's it's kind of an honorable mention, and I and I put it as an honorable mention for kids only because you know the whole the whole shtick behind 50s Primetime Cafe is that you've got the mom character standing over top of you, make sure you eat all your vegetables, make sure you do this and that. A lot of times kids already get that at home. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily something that they really want to do. Uh, 
there at, at Walt Disney World. Now, older kids, especially if you're you're coming with high schoolers, they'll have some fun with the '50s Primetime Cafe, and they can can play around and and and, and get into it and have a lot of fun with it. Younger kids might not. I might not recommend '50s necessarily for them. When it comes to counter service at Hollywood Studios, this is one of those places where I'm going to have to to say Hollywood's a little lacking uh, on counter service. Probably the best for for true kids is Toy Story Pizza Planet, and I say that only because of the environment. Right. Um, that that you're going to Pizza Planet, it's almost like right out of the movie. The food, eh, Toy Story Pizza Planet is is well known for not frankly having the best pizza in the world. Um, aside from from that, um, you know, eh, Hollywood Studios when it comes to to counter service, it, it's okay, but there's not a whole lot there that that I think is is just jumping off the uh, jumping out of my mind for for kids to be to be quite honest. Yeah, and I wish I had videotaped the debate that I had with my five year old son. As he was begging, the poor kid was begging to go to Pizza Planet to eat because he just wanted to be in Pizza Planet. And I said, no, Nick, if you want really good pizza, we should go over to Vianopoli. And he's like, I want to go to Pizza And, yeah. you know, my wife is like, Lou, the kid just wants to go to Pizza Planet. And I'm like, yeah, but Vianopoli has a better pizza. She's like, you're missing the point. <laughs> so, Well, and, and see, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> to and, and let's all be honest, sometimes a kid's palate is not exactly uh, as diverse as an adult palate. And so for a kid that that cheese pizza that that to us is kind of like oh, this is yeah, okay to a to a child you know it's going to be fine why right. because they're going to go eat real quick and then they want to go play at Pizza Planet you know the the food is is really secondary or even tertiary you know the food oh yeah I'm, I'm going to eat while I'm here I'm going to have fun at Pizza Planet so that's really the the one place uh, for kids that that they would enjoy again because of the um, because of the environment. Um, in the meantime, we'll be digging Lou out of uh, you know the writer stop because he's gorging himself on those oh, carrot uh, cake cookies. Carrot exactly. cake cookies. So. While I'm over at uh, starring roles, you know, diving into more Butterfinger uh, cupcakes. There, buddy. That's that's quite all right. We can all live together <laughs> in perfect harmony. But let's move over to Disney's Animal Kingdom, where I think yeah. I think there is some of the best taking the World Showcase restaurants out of the equation. Some of the best in park theme park food dining. Without a doubt, I think Animal Kingdom a lot of times just gets a bad rap in general. Too many people talk about Animal Kingdom being a half-day park, completely wrong, show for another topic. Um, But dining at Animal Kingdom also gets a really, really bad rap. People think, well, there's nothing really to eat at Animal Kingdom. Wrong, wrong, wrong for adults and for kids. Animal Kingdom offers some of the best food in all of Walt Disney World – even, in my opinion, sometimes rivaling Epcot. And when it comes to kids, there's two that jump out right off the bat. And the first has to be Donald's Breakfast at Tusker House. In my personal opinion, only me, other people listening to this are going to start throwing things at their iPods as they hear this. I think it's the best character breakfast in all of Walt Disney World. Donald's character breakfast at Tusker House. Uh, now I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but make your argument as to what makes this the what best. What makes character it so meal. good? Okay, um, I think the food is it's just better there. There's a, the the offerings I think are, are wider than in other places. Mm-hmm. Say like Chef Mickey's, which we'll get to obviously when we start talking about resorts. Um, and I think it's it's better than than Hollywood and Vine or or Crystal Palace. It is a buffet. 
the characters, I felt like they spent more time there because it's maybe not as popular than you know things like your Chef Mickey's or your Crystal Palaces of the of the Walt Disney World. The characters spend more time there. The servers, we had a server there who really, really got into it and had a lot of fun with, uh, with the kids um, and, and stayed in with the whole theming. The theming of the restaurant is awesome. It is absolutely incredible. Animal Kingdom in general, I think, has some of the best themed restaurants in all of Walt Disney World. Um, and, and for some reason, my kids just truly, truly enjoyed the Tusker House. They ate more at Tusker House than they ate at any other uh, character meal breakfast anywhere in, in, in the parks in you know in the parks or, or, or the resorts. So when it comes to character uh, buffets I, at breakfast, I think Tusker House is is off the top number one. I think you make a very good argument uh, for a number of reasons as to why Tusker House is up there. And it was on my list as well, too. Uh, again, you're in the parks, getting there early. The Animal Kingdom is always very, very cool. I think the theming of the restaurant is wonderful. There you're going to find Donald, Daisy, Mickey, and Goofy. I also think it's a good value there. It's $20.99 for adults, $11.99 for kids. And I think what differentiates this from some of the other places, even like, and certainly we're going to include Chef Mickey's on the list, you not only get sort of traditional American uh breakfast brunch items but you also get some african cuisine in there as well you get right. um the the beef bobo tea quiche uh, yam casserole some ham so there's the the mealy pap which is phenomenal for breakfast and, and look i've said in the past that i think you compare tusker house to boma you know there's in some respects i really enjoy tusker house more than i do boma for breakfast as well as lunch and for dinner uh, because of the offerings there, because you're in the park, because of the cost. Again, lunch for adults is $20.99 as well. Dinner's $28.99. Kids, it's $11.99 and $13.99. And there's such a wide variety there and you're in the theme parks and they've got the, the Nemo seating package you can do as well. So there, there's a lot to love about Tusker House. So I, I very much agree with you about that being uh, at the certainly at the top of my list for Animal Kingdom restaurants for kids. Yeah, and one thing just important just bit to note: the character breakfast is the character meal is only breakfast. Lunch and dinner are not character meals, but still Tusker House again buffet, and I think again a wonderful buffet and and frankly a underrated buffet in all of Walt Disney World. My number two though, I, I gotta give it up for the Rainforest Cafe. When you talk about theming. This is another place that is all about environment. Um, my kids really love the Rainforest Cafe. Uh, they enjoy you know, just the whole plethora of activity that goes around Rainforest. Now, with that, i got to give a little bit of a caveat to restaurants like the Rainforest Cafe uh, and also T-Rex, which is down at, uh, at Downtown Disney. We'll talk about T-Rex in a little bit. These restaurants are loud. Now, if you have a child who is not a big fan of loud sounds, you have a kid who, frankly, doesn't enjoy the fireworks because of the sounds, and there are, there are kids out there who do not like loud sounds, Rainforest Cafe, either Animal Kingdom, Downtown Disney, or T-Rex, might not be the best place because they do get pretty loud. Now, if they can handle that part, they are fun restaurants. My younger son 
uh, loves to shout out volcano every time the the servers are coming out for bringing out one of those volcano uh, desserts, and and he'll just stand up and shout it right along with them, and he he really enjoys that. So, Rainforest Cafe, I think, also gets a gets a little bit of a bomb wrap in the food. Uh, my wife loved the coconut shrimp. Uh, I had uh, some pasta there, and I thought it was wonderful. We really really enjoyed Rainforest Cafe in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I, I didn't put it on my list. Um... And it's just a personal thing for me because I've always sort of looked at Rainforest Cafe as the place that's in your local mall. So you can get that same experience outside of Walt Disney World. Although, and when we get to downtown Disney, we'll talk about it. T-Rex Cafe, very much on my list, Mm -hmm. despite your caveat, which is certainly valid about uh, the volume there. Um, But it was only for that reason. Again, I think it's a wonderfully themed environment. And again, my kids, uh, especially my son... Love it there, not necessarily for the food, but they love it because of the animatronic gorillas and the alligators and and all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, I got to just, as a quick aside, I have to mention Yak and Yeti because it Mm -hmm. may not be necessarily, depending on the age of your kids, the best restaurant for kids. But I think, Chuck, it is without doubt food-wise and theming-wise one of the very best in-park counter service and table service restaurants. Oh yeah, this again comes under the under the heading of if your kids are into this type of food and it's uh, you know different things you know uh, Asian foods uh, mahi mahi those kind of things. If your kids like those kinds of things, they're really really good. I I really like uh, Yakineti, especially the, uh, the the counter service. To me, love going to Yakineti every single time uh, I can get it. Sometimes I'll will even. I'll try and sneak everybody over to uh, Animal Kingdom just so I can sneak over to, to Yak and Yeti and get some of that honey chicken. And then eat in the back, eat outside in the back area. All the yeah. Way love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. It's it's so much fun. Pizza Safari, also kind of a, a um, honorable mention uh, when it comes to counter service. Uh, that and Restaurantosaurus. Again, fun places. Again, talking about environment that, that kids will enjoy. Um, we've been talking about Downtown Disney. Why don't we just get it right over to uh, downtown Disney as well, and, and a couple of restaurants down there. And I, I think the, when it comes to kids, a couple of places come to mind for me, and top of the list really has to be T-Rex. Um, it is, again, with the one caveat about loud sounds and, and things like that, it is a restaurant made for kids and kids at heart. Yeah, it. uh if you go back, if you've never been to T-Rex Cafe, I think the very first video I ever did was at the opening of T-Rex Cafe. And I am like a little kid, judging by my facial expressions as I'm eating the food. But if you look at the environment behind you, it very much screams Disney to me. It almost, if you didn't know, it was a third-party company. And Chief Steve Shussler, who created Rainforest Cafe and Yak and Yeti and T-Rex, brought it in, you would almost assume that it was something created by Disney's Imagineers because the animatronic T-Rex at the front and the woolly mammoth, they're as lifelike as they can be, although we have no real frame of reference, having never seen one in real life. But it is a wonderful environment that has different themed areas. It's a lot of fun for kids. There's a -a Build-A-Dino workshop in the back. There's a a store as well. And and look, I have a five-year-old son, so he lives, eats, and breathes dinosaurs and and Buzz Lightyear. So for him, that's like going to an attraction. He'll spend hours there. Um, And fortunately, I think the food there is even better than it is over at 
uh, Rainforest Cafe. They also have a really neat bar there, too, for adults yeah. if you want to go. If you're there at night, want to try a different type of experience, go sit at sort of that undersea bar right at the at the entrance. This is also uh, a very popular restaurant. And so um, if you want to to dine here, especially if in, in peak times, you need to make sure to either get a reservation or um, – you know, get get down there early because it's it is very popular. Another place that's that I recommend, especially for slightly older kids. I'm talking about these that are you know ten and above, technically adults in Disney's eyes, but still basically kids. And that's Planet Hollywood, full of movie memorabilia, left, right, center, up, down, and all over the place. Um, lots of loud music playing around, you know, pop music and, and things like that. Uh, a really really great place uh, for the tweens and teens. Uh, that really, really enjoy Planet Hollywood. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see Chuck over the next couple of years as Hyperion Wharf comes into existence, mm-hmm. what type of new restaurants we're going to have in there as well. Yeah, that's something I'm, I'm keeping very close eye on uh, is Hyperion Wharf. Shustler, as I understand, is going to be putting another restaurant in there. So uh, we'll be keeping keeping a close eye on what all – comes with Hyperion Wharf in the next uh, couple of years, and, and I'm hopeful that, that the string of successes that, that's in downtown Disney now will continue. Um, I, I do always have to give it up for Earl of Sandwich, though. When you know, kids want you know, just a good old ham and cheese, you can't beat Earl's. Uh, you know, that's that's oh, a tradition holiday, for us. Holiday as we, as, sandwich. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, for us, it's, a lot of times we're driving to Walt Disney World to and from, and so it's become almost a tradition as we're driving out. We stop off at downtown Disney and get a get an Earl of Sandwich to to nibble on the road as we head back north to Virginia. So, um, gotta love gotta love Earl of Sandwich. Yeah, I'm with you. But you know, I think Chuck, when we talk about dining in Walt Disney World for adults as well as kids, I think a lot of people overlook the options in the resorts, and maybe yeah. because it's awareness. You know, I think some of us who go very often take it for granted that we know of all the different dining options. For a lot of people, they may say, well, I'm, I'm staying at Pop Century or I'm staying at Riverside. These are my you know, hotel dining options. They don't know or think about going to some of the other resorts because they're used to just kind of going to the theme parks or going to downtown Disney. But I think the resorts offer a ton of certainly wonderful options for adults and families. But when we look at dining for kids, I think there's some great things that people should uh, – look to and make even special trips out to some of these resorts as well. Oh, yeah. I think that, that some of the, the best options for kids uh, are at the resorts. And there's a lot of benefits to, to dining at the resorts. Number one, a park ticket is not included. Keep in mind that for all of the options save Downtown Disney that we've just talked about, you do have to have admission to the park. That doesn't come with your reservation. If you're not necessarily interested, if, if say, you've got – you know, an extra ticket here, and you don't want to burn it to just to go eat, uh, or you don't want to go to the park early. You can go to a number of different options uh, at the different resorts. And and when it comes to kids dining at the resorts, the number one hands down winner is Chef Mickey's over at the Contemporary. Yeah, it's it's you know the classic you know Disney dining experience for kids. It's one of those must dos. It's all about the atmosphere. We talked yep. about it's it being a fun place. You've got Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and Goofy and Chip and Dale. So you've got the fab 
four and three quarters there. They walk around. They come to your table for pictures and autographs. There's always music there, so it's a high-energy place. Again, every 15, 20 minutes or so, they stop along with the cast members. They do a sing-along. Uh, you know, kids are invited to take your napkin and swing it around the air. You're not going to do that anywhere else. You know, mom and dad don't necessarily, uh, except maybe with the Lionburger house, that's not what you guys do at lunch and dinner, but it's very, much a, it's very much a party atmosphere. Kids love it, and adults love seeing how their kids respond. And the food at the buffet, I think, is very good as well. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, this is a place that I have highly recommended, especially for young, young kids, that, you know, to a three-year-old, frankly, Mickey Mouse might be a six-foot-tall rat and is a scary character. Um, but if you're going to try and ease them into it, maybe Chef Mickey's is the place to do it because you're sitting down. It's not necessarily such a big crowd and a big line and a queue and all that kind of thing. The characters will come and they will take their time with the kids. If the kids are, are showing some reluctance, they will they will kind of stay back and just kind of wave high and everything like that. Chef Mickey's to me, I think, is the number one place to take young kids to help them be introduced to meeting characters. And the food there also is is quite good. Uh, Chef Mickey's is a is a great place. I have the recipe for the Chef Mickey's breakfast pizza. We make it at home all the time. Uh, it's really it's just really really good good stuff to to eat. And um, Chef Mickey's really is is becomes almost a tradition that if you're coming to Walt Disney World, especially if it's your first time, you almost have to have. Uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner at Chef Mickey's. It is the quintessential character dining experience. Right, and and as a result of that, it obviously becomes very, very popular, especially during the busier times of year. But I think this, Chuck, is where we have an opportunity to introduce people to some of the overlooked experiences, the overlooked character dining experiences in the resort. And there are actually a lot of them um, the ones that are specifically Disney resorts, even a couple of restaurants that are uh, not necessarily Disney-owned but are on Disney property in downtown Disney, and the Swan and Dolphin have a few. Mm -hmm. The first one that I want to mention, though, is one that I think a lot of people miss out on, but you have a great opportunity to meet some wonderful characters there. And this is over at the Grand Floridian Resort at 1900 Park Fair. You have Cinderella's Gala Feast, or you've got the Supercalifragilistic Breakfast. You can kind of guess the characters you can meet there. Mary Poppins, Alice in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter. For dinner uh, at the uh, Gala Feast, you can meet Cinderella, Prince Charming, Susie Perla, the fairy godmother. The food in bo at, at, for both breakfast and lunch are wonderful. A dinner has got prime rib, turkey, salmon, curry chicken, lasagna. So there's a wide variety there. It's a It sort of carries over that Grand Floridian elegance, but is still a very fun environment. We took my kids to breakfast there one morning. They didn't expect because of, they just looked like thought it was a normal buffet. They didn't expect to see the characters there. So it was a nice surprise for them when they came out. Oh, 1900 Park Fair is a wonderful restaurant. We do breakfasts there frequently. And one of the reasons I like it is because very similar to the, uh, the Crystal Palace, it's, it's open, uh, has a Victorian flair to it, but, it's not as, as necessarily packed as, as Crystal Palace is. You know, Crystal Palace, they, they get people kind of tight on in there, so you know, chairs are bumping into each other and things like that. Over at 1900 Park Fair, it's very open. You've, you've got a lot of room around you, and 
you know, you get to meet some characters that you don't normally get to have extended experiences with, like Alice, like the Mad Hatter. We have some of the best fun with the Mad Hatter uh, several times at 1900 Park Fair. So it also is an opportunity to meet some characters that you're not necessarily going to have photo opportunities with anywhere else, like Lady Tremaine and the Evil Stepsisters. Sometimes you will run into them there. Prince Charming, not any other opportunity for character meet and greets with Prince Charming except for 1900 Park Fair. So it is one of those overlooked experiences uh, in the resorts, but one that that I think is is right up there in great character resort or character dining at the resorts. My other personal favorite when it comes to dining with characters at resorts, and again, it's a breakfast, um, and for me, it's one of my most favorite breakfasts outside of the parks, and that is Ohana over at the Polynesian. Features uh, Mickey and Goofy and Lilo and Stitch. Ohana is a family-style breakfast, so you get a big platter of eggs and bacon and, and, and link sausage and, and potatoes and things like that, plus the Mickey waffles. And they also offer the, this, this juice. It's a kind of a mango-ish orange juice that you can only get at uh, the Polynesian and one of the places I'm trying to remember. It is so good. We will sit there and just have a whole uh, picture of it just sitting on the, uh, sitting on the table and we'll just leave it there the whole time uh, because we could just we could drink that thing just left, right, and, and center. So Ohana to me also is a highly recommended and very popular uh, character breakfast. Yeah, I, there's a couple other ones I wanted to mention as well. I think we touched on uh, the Cape May Cafe over at the Beach Club, which is one of my favorite resorts. Great resort for kids too, a storm along bay. We've said it a million times. It's a mini water park in and of itself. I think Cape May Cafe character breakfast uh, is nice because um, you've got the characters in, in their swimsuits and they come by. And because it's not always super crowded, it's also not a very big restaurant, you get to spend a lot of time with the characters. And that very much holds true for one that I'm sure most people don't realize is there. I think the Swan and Dolphin, very overlooked, especially when it comes to restaurants. They've got, I think, a couple of the very best, arguably the best restaurant on property, but I think they don't realize that over in the Swan, there's a Garden Grove, which is a, yes. a very small restaurant with a big tree in the middle, but it also has a character meal. And you want to give your kids time with Chip and Dale and Pluto, you'll get, they will be back in, to your table time and time and time again because the restaurant is so relatively small. It's a, it is a nice and intimate uh, opportunity now. There's the characters are not there every single day, so you need to kind of check ahead for when uh, characters are uh, at this particular uh, restaurant. But it, it is one of those overlooked. The other interesting thing is that uh, it it does take reservations, but a lot of times it uh, you might not necessarily have to have a reservation. One thing to keep in mind about Garden Grove, it is not on the Disney dining plan. So if you are coming down on the plan. Uh, this particular restaurant does not participate in the Disney dining plan. One more restaurant at the resorts that it doesn't feature characters, but is so much fun for kids, uh, is the Whispering Canyon Cafe mm -hmm. over at the Wilderness Lodge. The best thing I could probably – how I could describe Whispering Canyon is sitting down truly in the wild of the Wild West. It is all over the place. Just don't ask for a bottle of ketchup. 
unless you expect to get 15 of them. Um, Whispering Canyon is, is really a lot of fun. Um, the, the servers there take the, uh, the theming of going you know, wild, wild west, to the extreme. They have a lot of fun. We were at, at one, uh, one breakfast where um, you know, we'd been waiting maybe six, eight minutes for our breakfast to come out. And so the, the server kind of comes around and says, all right, everybody, listen up here, and I want you to shout – Hey, chef, where's our food? One, two, three. And we all shouted out, and you can hear it halfway across Wilderness Lodge. Hey, chef, where's our food? Just a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's the, the servers make that restaurant what it is. Yeah, and I completely agree about uh, Whispering Canyon. I think it's such a fun experience for kids and adults, and everybody very much gets into the action. But the one other one that I wanted to touch on um, as we found it by accident, honestly, when I was staying with my wife and kids. Uh, it's now the Wyndham Lake Buena Vista Resort. It used to be uh, the Regal Sun Resort. We went downstairs for breakfast one morning and uh, were pleasantly surprised. And again, my son is a monstrous Splash Mountain fan, lost his little mind when... Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear came out. And my wife looked at me and she said, did you know this? And I said, of course I did. I planned this months in advance, but it was one of those pleasant surprises. So I think it's one of those things that you kind of have to think outside the box or look mm -hmm. outside the box. And there was nobody there, Chuck. There was like five tables there uh, at a relatively busy time of year. So we got to spend a lot of time and also got great pictures with characters that you normally wouldn't find at a character dining location, but would have to try and track down in the park somewhere. Yeah, they're they're sometimes difficult to find, and and sometimes there's those little diamonds in the rough that are out there in places that you don't necessarily think of. Another that I, you know, one final one that I'll recommend. Again, this goes to a little bit of the older kid environment. Is the ESPN Club? Uh, this is a restaurant that does not take any reservations, so it's a stand up and and wait. Uh, and just get in line, but the ability just to have a gazillion TVs around, especially for the kids who were into sports, uh, to be able to watch different things that are going on. Uh, my kids eat at the ESPN Club all the time, and they really enjoy uh, just the whole environment of uh, of the ESPN Club. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and the uh, I think we also need to mention, and these I kept separately because of what they are, is that there are two very popular dinner shows that mm -hmm. I think if you can do, if you can afford, if it's something that you think your kids would enjoy, I think both the Hoopty Doo review over at Fort Wilderness and or the Spirit of Aloha dinner show, I sort of put those two in that order as far as my preferences. Uh, it is, it's dinner and a show. And especially Hoopty Doo is I think one of those things that every Disney fan and family needs to go and see and do once. Uh, it is obviously more expensive because you are paying for a show as well. The food consists of things like barbecued pork ribs, mashed potatoes, baked beans, a pretty awesome strawberry shortcake. And depending on what category of seating you are in, depending on where you are on the floor or in the balcony, it'll range from $52.99 for adults to $61.99 um, uh, you know, for adults. For kids, it's $26.99 to $31.99. I've gone a couple of times. It's one of those things that we like to do every couple of years. Really, really enjoy. Obviously, Spirit of Aloha takes place over at the Polynesian. It's very much a, uh, a, a an outdoor evening 
Luau, you'll sort of get music from Lilo and Stitch. Uh, the food there has changed over the years. From what I, I haven't been in a long time, from what I understand, it has gotten uh, better than it had been in the past couple of years. The pineapple coconut bread is something that I still remember from the last time I was there. It's but, still there. I was there in March <coughs> of, of last year and, and was really pleasantly surprised with uh, Spirit of Aloha. The, the food itself is, uh, is really, really good. The, the salad with the mango poppy seed dressing was, was outstanding. Um, and you know the, the, again, it comes with, with ribs and roasted chicken and uh, Polynesian rice and things like that. Um, that one place that especially for, for kids here, they do a really good job with trying to cater to kids' tastes at the Spirit of Aloha because you know kids not, aren't necessarily going to be going for mango poppy seed dressing and pineapple coconut bread though. You know, I think the coconut bread is outstanding, but they do offer the traditional chicken nuggets or PB and J's, hot dogs, and if you need more, they bring more. Uh, it's not like, oh, you know, here's your one PB and J sandwich. Oh, you want more? Oh, too bad, so sad. No, they'll just keep bringing whatever you need. Uh, and the servers over there really understand, uh, you know, kids' needs and and trying to make sure that that kids are enjoying. Um, the experience just as much as the adults are, and and you know in the performance uh, over at Spirit of Aloha, they they're working the, the cast members there really want the kids to be involved, so they'll bring them on up to to do the hula uh, with the different dancers and things like that, and you know great video and photo opportunities there. Yeah, and look, you, you've got a, an opportunity there too to have a lot of fun with it if you want with your family. I mean, look, we did it years ago when we all got the matching Mickey Hawaiian shirts, and they put give you a lay when you go there, so it, it really was. Uh, we made it a, a full evening there at the Polynesian. It was a beautiful night, and then you go out and you we walked on the beach and we watched the electrical water pageant go by. So it, it really was a wonderful evening. Again, the pricing is the same: fifty-two to sixty-one ninety-nine for adults, twenty-six to thirty-one ninety-nine for kids. Uh, there's two shows a night, so you can go to an early show at five fifteen, or there's an eight o'clock show at night. Same holds true for Hoopty Doo. But I think Chuck, these are again some of those full-blown experiences that are, again, more about the entertainment than they are almost about the meal. Absolutely. One other one I just happened to remember, uh, and this is one that's a very special experience, uh, and I'm talking about the little princesses out there, is the Perfectly Princess Tea Party over at the Grand Floridian. Now, it can get very expensive. Uh, I think it's almost $150, but it does come with a uh, comes with a doll uh, as well, and, and advanced reservations are required there. A very, very exclusive and special event for your little princesses out there. So if you're really looking for that over-the-top experience, um, look into that, uh, the Perfectly Princess Tea Party. Yeah, and I think with a lot of the ones that we mentioned, and I, obviously you were trying to do the same as I was, which was highlight maybe some of the things that people wouldn't necessarily think of or the ones that are very much at the top of people's lists or that people know about introducing people to places and experiences and even cuisine that they might not have thought about otherwise. And to that end, you know, when you come to Walt Disney World, this is your chance to have fun and experiment for yourself and with your kids. Don't be afraid to try something new. If your kids, they love Chef Mickey's and you do it all the time, don't be afraid to try one of these other experiences as well. You don't know what is going to resonate with them because there is so much to choose from. And the other thing too, I, I want to be clear about the list itself because just because a restaurant wasn't on this list, and again, they're more like guidelines, it does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that you cannot take your kids there. Remember, Disney is designed for families first and every restaurant in Walt Disney World, save for Victoria and Albert's, 
is accommodating to children. So, you know, if you want to have a nice dinner and you do want to take your kids, you can go to Flying Fish. You can go to Yachtsman. You can go to Il Molino and still enjoy it. We wanted to just talk about the places that we thought would be the most fun for kids and that they would get the most out of that experience. But it certainly shouldn't prevent you from trying some of these other restaurants as well. And one thing that you can do, and I recommend this, that you know, bef- before you try it out, even do a little test drive, there are several websites out there. All Ears is one of them. Uh, WDW Info is another that have menus, and people continue to update the menus. So if you're not sure, go on to do a little internet research and look at the menu and see what they offer, and that will help you decide whether or not it might be uh, a restaurant that you want to try. And if you have a smartphone, there are a number of applications out there, some free, some paid, that you can download that have those menus in there as well. So if you're in the park and you're saying, hey, what are we going to do tonight? Where do you want to go? Let's try something different. You can choose either by cuisine, by location. uh, And again, be adventurous. Don't be afraid to go to a resort. Take a bus to another resort. You might actually get a chance to explore and enjoy a resort that you might not have otherwise ever been to and, and never thought about staying at. Um, we talk about being accommodating for kids too. I also want to stress that any and all of these restaurants, just like any restaurant in Walt Disney World, is very accommodating for adults and kids that have special dietary requirements, allergies, whatever it might be. All these restaurants, you can call ahead if you make ADRs, let them know, hey, my son has a peanut allergy, that it needs to be gluten-free, it needs to be kosher, whatever it is. Or even the day of, you can go there and I guarantee that a chef will come out and talk to you and help you plan your menu uh, and sometimes even create something special just for you that will accommodate whatever dietary requirements you have. <coughs> yeah, when it, comes to, when it comes to being accommodating, Walt Disney World does it like nobody else. Um, no matter what your needs are, the, the folks at Disney are going to do everything they can to try to meet those needs uh, if they can. Absolutely. And again, this list, Chuck, is not meant to be comprehensive. It's just some of what we think are are the best of the best. I certainly want to invite listeners to share their favorites in the comments section in this week's show. Go to WDWRadio.com. Look under podcasts for this week's episode. Share your thoughts, your suggestions uh, in the comments section. Also, be sure and go and visit Chuck's blog. He is DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com. He also is a regular contributor to Celebrations Magazine. We love his work there as well. Chuck, my friend, always appreciate you coming on. I know we have lots more that we want to cover coming up in the future. Absolutely, Lou. As always, it's a pleasure. And I'm going to have to go get something to eat now. You've really made me hungry. I'm famished. I am ready where do you to want eat to go? my arm. I am so hungry. <laughs> okay, I'm, where do you want to go? Let's go I'm make thinking an Tusker hour. House. All right, buddy. Thanks again. See ya. That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. This is a very exciting and crazy week, and it is time, finally, for the WDW Radio Cruise aboard the Disney Dream. Stay tuned to the show for a recap after we get back. Stay tuned also for live broadcasts and updates from onboard the ship and from Walt Disney World before and after the cruise as well. Best way to stay connected, not just with my updates, but with games we play, photos and lots more is to follow me over on Twitter. I am Lou Mangello there or join the Facebook friend page. It's facebook.com slash WDW radio. 
I also want you to continue to interact with me and the show. Be part of the WDW Radio family and community. You can email me with questions for the show at Lou at WDW Radio. If you want to be heard on the air, you can call 888-703-2171. Come by, visit the site over at WDWRadio.com. Lots of stuff going on there. You can sign up for our free email newsletter. You can find out all the different ways to connect. There's also daily blog posts, photo galleries. You can access all of the WDW Radio videos. And you can also talk with other Disney fans in a fun, family-friendly, safe environment over at the WDW Radio forums. Also, don't forget that in addition to the weekly podcast, come by and watch and interact at the WDW Newscast every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and on our YouTube channel. You can join us each week for a live interactive news show covering Walt Disney World, and you can be part of the broadcast and the discussion, talk about the news real-time in the chat room. If you missed it or want to watch and comment later, you can continue the conversation in the comments section of our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash Radio, and to make it even easier for you, I also put the audio-only portion of the newscast into the iTunes feed. If you haven't already, come by, subscribe to the show in iTunes, just do a search for WDW Radio. Speaking of videos, I have lots more videos coming your way, including more from the Disney Dream Cruise on the site. Look for other videos, not only on WDWRadio.com, but on the YouTube channel as well. If you are a new listener, be sure and come by. Check out some of the older episodes. Most of them are evergreen, and there's lots of interviews and reviews, Wayback Machines, trivia, and lots more. While you're on the site, also check out the WDW Radio Shop. You can get signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books, and you can also order the audio guides to Walt Disney World, either on CD or as instantly downloadable files. You can get Main Street, Adventureland, Fantasyland, Liberty Square, and Mickey's Toontown Fair, individually or if you buy all five on cd special offer just $34.95 also be sure and check out celebrations magazine over at celebrationspress.com issue 16 is almost getting ready to ship out lots of epcot goodness in there including some wayback machine articles on horizons the land some things that never came to be an interview games and lots more again check it out over at celebrationspress.com Looking forward to the meets of the month in Walt Disney World before and after the cruise. And to find out more about events that we have going on, not just in Walt Disney World, but our Adventures by Disney trip, the D23 Expo, Destination D, and a few other things that we have planned as well, go and check out DisneyMeets.com. Thanks as always to my partners and sponsors, including MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider. Becky and her team have done a great job helping to put together the WDW Radio Cruise. Looking forward to that. But if you are coming to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, anything at all, check them out over at mousefantravel.com. And if you're looking to rent a vacation home within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World that has private pools and spas and kitchens and game rooms, multiple master bedrooms and lots more, go check out allstarvacationhomes.com. It's been incredibly busy and crazy leading up to the WDW Radio Cruise. I am super, super excited about it. I'm even looking more forward to things I have planned after the cruise. Got a few new contests and some other things planned for the show as well. As always, my friends, if you like the show, and I hope that you do, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening if you're on Twitter. Share the link over on Facebook and on other websites and forums. And if you like 
please come by and review the show and the free WDW Radio iPhone app over in iTunes. And as always, my friends, I am not only looking forward to meeting some of you in Walt Disney World and on the Dream Cruise, but whether we have met or not, you are my friends. Thank you again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Be inspired, get motivated, take those first steps towards pursuing your passion. And when you do, always keep moving forward. Thanks again for listening. See ya. Um, West Hanukkah, New York, and I'm so excited. That's why I'm sitting on the list. This is the morning of our cruise. We are going on a dream and deck seven rocks, and we are having a blast. I'm calling from Walt Disney World, the Beach Club. Have a great time. We are all going to have a blast. Talk to you all real soon. We'll be leaving for our um, bus ride in about an hour and 15 minutes. Woohoo! Hey Lou, this is the Lippert family. We just rode the Haunted Mansion with their new hitchhiking ghosts. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I like the old ones better. Either way, having a great time. Got to catch the electrical parade. Talk to you later. Hi Lou, Kenny from West Palm Beach, Florida. Just got my Destination D tickets. It's now 1.17 p.m. But I will tell you, coming up to that 1 o'clock mark, it was getting antsy and I was getting nervous. Thanks for the show. Got my tickets. Can't wait to see you there. Uh, coming up in a couple months. Now the anticipation goes from worried about getting tickets to the event itself. Have a magical day. Hi, Lou. It's Emma calling from a very cold UK here. Um, I just wanted to call and let you know that I've uh, really been enjoying the shows recently. Uh, love the Wild Africa Trek review. Uh, obviously love the Wilderness Lodge review with Jim Corcus. He's the man. And now, this week, a review of Disney Weddings. Oh, I can't get any better. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful trip this weekend, again, on the Disney Dream. But obviously, this time, it's going to be way better. You're going to have all your fans with you. Um, really wish I could be with you. Anyway, I hope you have a great time, and I look forward to hearing all about it. Uh, see ya. You've got-